We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the March or Die podcast. I am so grateful that you take some time today to either watch the live stream or listen to the podcast. Maybe you have watched the live stream and now you're listening to the podcast. Whatever the case, thank you for joining the conversation. And as we begin, I'll start with a question as I do every week. Here's the question. It's, it's a very, very simple one. Um, here's the question. What is freedom? What is freedom? We could say it this way. What does it mean to be free. We're going to jump into that here in just a second, but before we do, again, if you're watching the live stream, thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. Uh, This is the 4th of July, and I know there are a lot of activities going on in your home, and in spite of what the government may say, I would imagine you're still congregating with friends and family, and that's okay, Uh, and I hope you have a great time. Thank you for stopping to watch this live stream. Uh, if you'd like to, after you watch the live stream, maybe later on you can go and check out the podcast. Podcast can be found just about anywhere podcasts are found. And I'm thankful to be on uh, some great uh, platforms like iHeart and Google Podcasts and Spotify and so many others. Take some time to jump over there. For those of you that are just listening to the podcast, thank you for doing that. Take it, listen to it, share it around, subscribe so that you know when other episodes come online, and that would be awesome. And if you'd like to go back and check out the video, Uh, It's the same content, but you get to see me talking. And if that's something that interests you, go to YouTube. You can find my YouTube channel there, Jeremy Stallnecker. And I'd love to share that with you. If you have comments, questions, whatever the case, drop them in there. And I'd love to have this as a conversation, not just one way, but both ways. And uh, I'm I'm thankful for the opportunity to do this. So here's the question. And we talked about this. Uh, What is freedom? What does it mean to be free? Uh, Of course, this is a, a timely question and a timely conversation, in part because this is the weekend, as this is going out live, this is the weekend that we nationally, as Americans, celebrate our independence. Uh, July 4th, 1776 is the day, at least the day we've designated to celebrate the signing of the Declaration of Independence, really declaring as a nation our independence from the kingdom, (laughs) the country of Great Britain. And uh, there's so much significance tied to this day for us as Americans. And it's right for us to stop. And it's right for us to celebrate in in so many uh, different ways. Celebrate where we have come from. Celebrate the sacrifices made by Americans who have gone before us. Those who are still making those sacrifices today. And then looking to the future and asking, how can we honor what has been preserved and paid for for us? These are great conversations to have. But in all of that, I think we need to ask a kind of a bigger question. What is freedom? Uh, Really, at the core, at the heart, 
What is freedom? As we look at our culture right now, and when things change, I'll stop talking about it, but this is where we're living right now. Uh, We have entered into a time, unlike any time at least in recent history, in recent memory for, for most of us. As a country, we have had our ups and downs. There have been good times and bad times. I certainly don't want to discount any of that. But we are experiencing right now so many different things all at the same time. And and fundamentally, all of these questions, whether it's how the coronavirus uh, issues have been handled or how uh, the, the racial issues that we're discussing right now, how those have been handled and how they will be handled, uh, we're looking at uh, how police police. <laughs> we're looking to a national election. We're looking at all of these issues right now. And, and underlying all of those is this question, what is freedom? And I'll tell you from my perspective, from where I sit, the answer to that question could, number one, guide the discussion that we're having. It could clear up some of the misunderstanding in all of these, these areas. It could remove some anxiety from people that are looking at what's happening and saying things like, our freedoms are being eroded, our freedoms are being taken away. Uh, all of these, these, these concerns that we have, and I have the same concerns. Uh, I, I look at uh, what's happening in, in, we'll take one example, the, the response to coronavirus and the liberties that are being encroached upon in the name of safety and security and health, uh, it's extremely troubling to me. I think it should be troubling to you as well. We look at other issues that we as Americans are dealing with, and, and we have to come to the conclusion that so much of what we're experiencing is the taking away, the dismantling of our national freedoms, the, the very things we're celebrating on a day like the 4th of July. But there's an anxiety that goes along with that when we watch these things happen, that if we really had a clear view of freedom, I, I, I think we would, we would perhaps feel bad for what's happening in one place, be motivated to defend our national freedoms over here, but at our core realize that freedom is something no one can take away. You may be listening to this and completely and wholeheartedly disagree with that statement. Liberty can be taken away for sure. Our movements can be restricted. Our rights can be uh, taken away, restricted, reprimanded, put in a corner somewhere. Uh, Depending on what class we fall into, our government can impose things on us or remove things from us. We know that our liberties can be restricted, but freedom is something that can never be taken away. And I believe that as as Americans, (laughs) as parents, as husbands and wives, As citizens of a country, we need to understand fundamentally that regardless of what other people do around us or even do to us, we will always, if we choose to be, be free. There is, um, man, a great character in our recent history, a man by the name of Viktor Frankl. If you're not familiar with the work of Viktor Frankl, I would encourage you to uh, take a look at some of the things that he's done, but, but very specifically to, to buy today a book entitled Man's Search for Meaning. That's a, a book written by Viktor Frankl. Um, it is it one of the most influential books, uh, uh, I won't say in history, but, but uh, Amazon said a few years ago that it was one of the top 100 books in history. One of the top 100 books to read 
in a lifetime. Again, we could argue that. But it's been a very, very influential book. It's a little book. Viktor Frankl wrote it, but he wrote it uh, at first, the first edition, without his name on the cover. <laughs> he didn't want anyone to know that he had written it. And he said the reason he did that was because he felt like he had more freedom when his name wasn't attached to it. He could say the things that he needed to say. Uh, Viktor Frankl was born in 1905 in Austria, in, in, uh, born into a Jewish family. Um, he was extremely intelligent. He was very well educated. He became a psychiatrist in the late 20s and into the 30s. Um, began to ex- examine modern psychiatry at that time and ask questions about it and began to develop his own theories around these things. One of the theories that he developed in the mid-30s was this, that man's search for happiness, the desire for men to be happy, men generally, men and women, human beings to be happy, was tied to one very important element, and that element was meaning. He concluded that if a man or woman, if a person has meaning, then they can be happy in spite of their circumstances. This book, again, from a maybe a theological standpoint, what we believe about God and the world, uh, we would not necessarily agree, myself and Viktor Frankl. But his underlying theory, his underlying belief that freedom is not something that can be taken away, that meaning is not something that can be taken away, if we find it regardless of where we happen to be. He grew up um, in Austria-Hungary as a Jewish man. He would, because of his faith, be imprisoned in German concentration camps during World War II. Um, He was married before he went into the concentration camps. He was, shortly after his marriage, separated from his wife, his wife who was pregnant. She would be killed along with their unborn child in a concentration camp. All of this happening to a man who had studied, up to that point in his life, the origin of happiness. Remember, he concluded that happiness was something that came through meaning. And as he entered into a concentration camp, he began to do a study uh, in his own mind. And and read the book. It's incredible. He talks about how he was developing a manuscript in his mind. He didn't have anything to write on or write with. But he was developing a manuscript in his mind for what would become um, Man's Search for Meaning, that book. He observed in the concentration camps over the course of his time there, four and a half years, how some folks would do very well in that environment. It was a difficult environment. He, he describes the work parties, and he describes uh, the, the terrible living conditions, and the lack of food, and the uh, attempted escapes, and the murders, and the abuse. He, he describes all of those things. If you want just a, an inside look at what the concentration camp life was like, uh, it's a great book just for that, that simple purpose. He describes it so clearly. He talks about some of his friends and some of the people he got to know and the conversations that were had. He's analyzing all of these things, and he watches as some people do very, very well. In spite of that difficult circumstance, they they seem to flourish. They make good decisions. They are relatively healthy. They have good relationships, even in confinement. They they figure figure it out. He looks at other people who, because of the circumstance, because of the treatment, they do very, very poorly. And he talks about in one part of the book how many of the folks who die in the concentration camp don't don't die because of how they were treated or because of a lack of proper uh, nutrition, but because they just give up. Man, fascinating. In all of that, 
his idea, his belief, his theory that happiness can be found in spite of your circumstances if only you have an aspect of meaning or purpose in your life. His theory that he went into the concentration camps with was firmed up, was confirmed in his own mind as he observed people in the worst of human conditions thriving on one hand and dying on the other. The premise of this podcast and this show is this, that anytime we find ourselves in life in a battle that we did not expect, we only have one of two choices. We can decide to march or we can stay where we are and die. Victor Frankl, as he observed what was happening around him, he came to the same conclusion. In every circumstance, we have to make a decision. We can thrive, we can find meaning that leads to happiness, or we can give up and die. This statement is made in his book. Listen to this carefully. Everything can be taken from a man but one thing. Remember who's saying this. This is a man who is extremely educated, who's written, who's theorized, who's now living through uh, one of the great uh, horrific events of, of, of world history. And he says, everything can be taken from a man but one thing. The last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Think about that statement for just a second. Everything can be taken away. As he writes and talks about life in the concentration camp, he describes when he first got to the concentration camp. These uh, men and women were moved to these various concentration camps with nothing but the, the clothes on their back and the things that were in their pockets and how as they were processed in, all of those things were taken. They were stripped naked. Everything was taken away. His freedom then was taken away. His ability to choose was then taken away. Everything was taken away except for that one thing, he says, which is the ability to choose. He makes this statement, I love this statement, between stimulus and response, there is space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. I'll say that one more time, it's so important. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. You, you get it. <laughs> But he's saying there's, there's what happens, and then there's how we respond to what happens. But between those two events, what happens and how we respond, there's space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Viktor Frankl, who had had everything taken away from him, including his wife and his unborn child, uh, he talks about losing a manuscript to a book that he had in his pocket when he was first processed into the concentration camp. He lost everything. And on the other side of it, looking back, he said, you know the one thing they can't take away? Your ability to choose. And because they cannot take away your ability to choose how you'll respond, what you'll do, they cannot, they, being the oppressors, cannot remove your freedom. Now I understand that there's a difference between liberty and freedom. 
I think in a lot of ways, though, we right now are focusing on the wrong thing. We're saying the government is doing this, the government is restricting that, this is happening, that's happening, this other thing's happening. And please hear me, I believe that standing for individual liberties, standing for uh, the freedoms that we've enjoyed as Americans and that so many other Americans have have paid with their own lives to protect, I, I believe those are valuable things to do. I believe it's right. But I refuse to fall into a a pit of despair, if you will, to lose all hope as I see those liberties taken away by a government. When I realize that fundamentally that is in me, there is a freedom that cannot be taken away, and that is my freedom to decide how I'll respond to what's happening around me. I see a couple of things, and I hope this will be a help to you. The first thing I I consider when when I look at this is the truth that freedom is not given to us by governments. <clears throat> Go back to the Declaration of Independence. The signers of the Declaration were not saying that we want to have freedom given to us by government. That's not what they were saying. What they were saying instead was that we don't want the government to get in the way of us exercising the freedom that was given to us by God. They said that we were endowed with certain inalienable rights by our Creator. That is, God gave us rights as human beings that are inalienable. They cannot be taken away. What were those things? They enumerated them. They spoke them. They said it's life. Life is given by God, not the government. It's liberty. That's the ability to exercise the life that God has given, to live out, if you will, the life that God intends for us to live. And the pursuit of happiness, that is to pursue the thing that gives us inner joy. Happiness is not uh, so much of what we associate with happiness today. Happiness is a joy in knowing that I'm doing what I was placed on this earth to do. Get a hold of that. So much of the anxiety you're struggling with right now will go away in the midst of this great fight, this great fight of a generation, this revolution in many ways of thoughts and ideas. I'm for, uh, again, standing for liberty and standing for individual rights. I'm, I'm with that. But even if those things were all taken away, I still understand that the rights that I have, the freedoms that I have been given, didn't come from the government in the first place. They came from God. And therefore, they cannot be taken away by the government. The second thing I think is important for us to do is to define freedom. My dad defined this for me when I was uh, very, very young. He, He used to say this, freedom is simply being able to do what is right. Freedom is being able to do what is right. It's, it, it's to live unencumbered. It means that you're not tied to anything. You don't have anything tied to you that would prevent you from doing what you were uniquely created to do. You see, sometimes we think that freedom is doing whatever I want to do. That's not freedom. Freedom is having the ability to do what I was uniquely created to do. Freedom is looking at the life given to me by my creator, that inalienable right, life. <laughs> and it's, it, it's understanding I was created to do this. I was put on the earth to do this thing. And I had the liberty, again, a right given to me by my creator to exercise that. To live in line with what I was created to do. The ability to do what is right. That's freedom. To me, this changes the whole conversation. 
it changes the conversation because now I'm not so concerned about what the government allows me to do, but rather I'm focused on what I was placed here to do, what I am uniquely qualified and gifted to do. I'm a husband and a father. I'm a friend. I do various things in my life. I have various roles in my life. And when I realize that freedom is the ability to do what I was placed here to do, then I can focus on those roles, those things, and do that. It's the ability to do what is right. Freedom is not given to us by government and therefore can't be taken away by the government. It's the ability to do what is right. That's how freedom most broadly would be defined. I can do the right thing. What that means is my circumstance doesn't dictate whether or not I'm free. Because in any circumstance, in any situation, in any environment, I can decide to do the right thing. In that space between what happens to me and how I respond to what happens to me, I can decide to do what's right. The last thing I see associated with freedom is this. When we understand that freedom was given to us by God, our Creator, that it cannot be taken away, then we also must conclude, please hear this, that we were created for the moment in which we live. We were created for the moment in which we live. I I come to the 4th of July. This is, I don't know if it's part of how I was raised or what I um, used to do in my past on the 4th of July, whatever, I don't know. But for some reason I get very nostalgic on the 4th of July. Nostalgic, by the way, uh, for times that I didn't live through. Sometimes on the 4th of July, I I think about what America was and the the freedoms and the liberties that Americans have had. I think fondly to a time in which I didn't live. I think fondly to events that I didn't live through. (laughs) I get very nostalgic. But when I understand, I mean truly understand, that freedom was given to me by God, then I also have to truly understand that God, because He's God, knew when He was going to have me live, and that He gave me those inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, understanding the exact moment in time in which He dropped me. And therefore, I have to understand as well that I was created for this moment, and if I was created for this moment, then instead of, uh, of feeling bad about what's happening and feeling anxiety over what it seems like we're losing and, and all of those things that we go through, I can embrace the moment and ask the question, what can I do to make a difference here? How in this moment can I most live out the life that I was created to live? Why? Because I was created for this moment you were created for this moment don't ever forget that don't ever let anyone take that away god knew when you would be living where you would be living and exactly what he needed for you to accomplish at this moment in time freedom i am so thankful for the country that 
I've been raised in, that I have the opportunity to live in, that I can raise my children in. One of the reasons I decided to go into the Marine Corps was because I wanted to be a part of that stream of history of the men and women who have paid for and defended the freedoms that we enjoy as Americans. I love America. I'm thankful to celebrate the freedoms that we have as Americans. With all of our struggles, with all of our difficulties, this is still the greatest nation on the planet. I believe that. And some of what gives me hope and what we're experiencing right now is I really believe that. And I believe we'll work through all of these issues. But (laughs) the thing that sustains me in my life and the thing that gives me hope is not a government that will come and go, that will make good decisions and bad decisions, that will offer liberty and just as quickly take it away. What gives me hope, what gives me purpose, what gives me direction, what gives me meaning is an understanding that freedom is something given to me by God. And that although, in a physical sense, every single freedom can be taken away, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, if I choose to, I can remain free. In this podcast, we talk about how to move forward when it seems like our world is falling apart. I want to tell you, one of the best ways to move forward when you feel like your world is falling apart is to take responsibility for where you are and who you are, to realize that God knew exactly what moment you'd be living through, and then to pursue the thing you were placed on this planet to accomplish. You are free, and no one can take that away. I hope that's a help to you on this holiday weekend. I trust that you'll enjoy your time with family or friends or whatever it is you're doing. If you're listening after the holiday, I hope you had a great one. But remember, you can be free if only you will choose to be free. As we conclude, I want to remind you, finally, (laughs) that when the bullets are flying in life, you only have two choices. You can march or you can die. But thankfully, as with freedom... You have the power to decide. We'll see you next time. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help, guide, and speak to us through prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical teaching and encouragement on how you can make prayer a natural and consistent part of your everyday life. I promise it won't require hiking a mountain, but you just might develop the faith to move one. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.